Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I hope you guys are doing amazing, like always. Fabulous, fun, happy, all the above. So, welcome back to another episode. This episode is going to talk about how to kind of ground yourself and feel okay when you are feeling really, really, really overwhelmed because that has been something that I feel like I have kind of talked about a little bit again, like in different segments of different EPs, but it's time to dedicate a big blockbuster EP to this as well. So besties, let's get honest. Um, I think that this, well, depends on when I upload this. This always happens. Ah, Depending on when I upload this, um, the past month, the past few months have been really overwhelming, but at the same time, they have been this this there's been this feeling inside of me that's kind of like everything's gonna be okay and like there's like this feeling of like ease and comfort or like these random moments in my life that i i'm so blessed and i'm so grateful for this and this is from allah it's not for me that i get to remember allah and i'm like oh it's all gonna be okay and i feel like i've over this course kind of learned a few tips and just a few things that kind of keeps me grounded when i'm too overwhelmed if you know me in real life, um, my friends, they all make jokes of me because they say that I run like a hamster on a wheel all the time because I always have something going on. Um, and even like when I am not overwhelmed and I'm just living my casual life, everyone, all my friends, that anytime they like write me a card, one of my friends, she one time wrote me a card. She's like, Hera, stop running. You need to learn to live and enjoy life. And even like in my normal day-to-day life, the way that I live, there's always so much going on. But this past few months has been a little bit different because it's been a really, really big change in my schedule. It's been like a really big, overwhelming amount of things. And I don't share this to sound self-righteous, nor do I share this to sound like I got everything under control and look at me, I'm so fab and look at how I'm doing all this. Nor do I share this to complain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that's not my intention. I feel like I have a hard time sharing like stuff that goes on in my personal life too much because I know that there's people out there that have it worse than me and I know that there's people out there that probably have it way better than me and so people that might have it worse than me might think oh that's it that's all you're going through I've had it way worse my entire life and then people that have it way better than me might you know be able to reflect and feel grateful for that but I think that in my life I'm very confident I can always say this if you're a frequent listener you know I've been through some crazy ish and even if generally just know me in real life I've been some crazy ish but I think that my life has been one of those things that I've spent I've had a lot of overwhelming years even but I've learned to feel so grateful to God through everything because it's like there's always this sense of his presence around me and I feel like it's nothing that I've ever done I don't think it's anything I've ever done and I think that it's just out of his mercy which is one of the reasons why every time I make dua one of the big duas and one of the big things that I like to ask Allah is that I know that you've given me everything that I have, not because I deserved it, not because I did something amazing to get it. The least that I can do is be grateful to you. The least I can do is not use this body and these blessings and everything that you've given me to sin against you. That's the least I can do, right? If I can never repay God in my entire life for all that he's done for me, I don't think any of us can. There's nothing that you can do that will be, you know, fulfilling. They'll be like, oh, look, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to you know, stand in night prayer. I'm going to do this like this. Like I feel like in my life, I know that there's a lot of amazing things that you can do and you should do, but every single act of worship and every single thing that we do as I'm growing older has taught me that even when you do things for the sake of Allah and you're like, look, I want to say, do this to say thank you to Allah. 
Allah is so generous that within the act, you find peace, you find reward. You want to pray to Allah to say thank you for something and he'll reward you for being grateful. It's like there's not anything that you do in your life that God won't be like, you know, he like that he'll just let you do it and not give you something back. Which is why sometimes when people are so absorbed and like, oh, well, I haven't found my ease. I haven't found, you know, anything of my life that makes me feel fulfilled. I feel like sometimes we forget that like, you know, when you're praying, you're not just praying to get the reward or, you know, I'm praying because I feel like I want to do this and, you know, it's an obligation. Or let's say you're just reading Quran because, you know, I want to spend more time with Allah. Like, there's nothing that you do to give to Allah except that He gives and does better. And I feel like I've really, really learned this in my life. Over the past few months, I've always had, um, okay, well, over the past few months, I don't know, depending on when I upload this, um, it's been a lot. I've been taking, like, for summer classes um i've been so there's a lot of work for that because it's only like a few months long and then two months like a month and a half long so i've been doing four summer classes i've been trying to get a lot of different certificates other stuff that i need to get done i've also been running my podcast i've also obviously been trying to keep up with my islamic studies and you know work and just life and then my mom she got foot surgery so that was a lot and it was just it was like a really overwhelming time because you know it's like it's one thing to sustain and live your own life and then it's another thing to like you know take care of your family and cook and clean and do this and do that and I feel like that time has taught me so much I think that it's a blessing to be able to say these things um and I think I've talked about this maybe one time in an episode before which I don't know if I released it but it was basically talking about how to deal with um people that might be physically dependent on you and now alhamdulillah this is a blessing from allah my family isn't right now i do have some elders or other people in my um family that aren't able to walk that aren't able to do things and i've seen how their life is and i feel like just these times have taught me what a great blessing it is to have legs to go to the bathroom to do things to do that and i feel like when you come to this point where you even if you have your own health scare life becomes so simple in a really painful way i guess in a sense of saying that like everything just becomes a lot more simple like your conversations just become okay when do you want to go to the bathroom when do you want me to come bring you dinner when do you want me to make you breakfast tomorrow morning when do you want to go do wudu to pray you know maghrib happens around nine o'clock do you want me to take you at like 8 50 so i have enough time to do wudu like um you know do you want me to come at fajr time like everything just becomes so like simple it just becomes what time do you want to eat what time do you want to wake up you know is there any medication you want like it becomes these simple set of questions that we don't really have to focus on in our day-to-day life because every day I know when I want to eat. I know when I want to get up. I know when I have to use the bathroom. I don't ever have to think and I don't ever have to ask anybody to help me or to take me. And alhamdulillah, my mom's doing better. Um, Everything's fine. Nothing is um wrong. Alhamdulillah, she's doing fine. But obviously, even outside of that, like there's some stuff that just goes on in, you know, one's personal life. And so, you know, with just the stuff that I shared um, just with school, with work, and then just, just personal life-ish. Um, and just, you know, obviously trying to make time for me. I feel like I found myself really, really overwhelmed. And at some points, I feel like it became, it became, I feel like it was very hard. And I think about me and how I used to be. And I feel like I would have shut down really easily 
but I didn't. And I feel like that's really because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the way that I was so overwhelmed, like every minute it was something. And I just wanted to like shut my door and pull my eyes out. But then like at, over time, like I feel like it kind of helped me gain resilience. And some of the things that I learned in this time frame. The first one being that you will never really experience or have a case in your life. Where one hardship can overcome two eases. And I think you guys have heard that statement a lot before. And I think that is very true. When people say that, you know, one hardship cannot overcome two eases. And I always feel like that is something very profound. Because a lot of times when we are in a hardship, it's like even when the ease comes, we don't really take the ease. We're not willing to accept the ease. Which is something that I've learned a lot. I think that a lot of people want ease, but they're not willing to accept it. I, um, if you follow me on Instagram, this is not a shameless promo. If you follow me on Instagram and if you just follow me on social media and you listen to my podcast, if you know one of the big things, and if you don't, now you will, one of the big things that I try to change and one of the big things that I like is one of my literal mission statements for this podcast is to get people out of haram relationships. And I've had lots of encounters and lots of discussions and alhamdulillah, some good successes with that where, you know, I'll walk you through the steps of getting you out of a haram relationship. Whether that's like you need someone to like write out the template of this is done. Or you just need that reassuring push that you did the right thing. Or you just need someone to motivate you to press that block button. Like you just need, you know, that convincing factor. Like that's what I do. I take my time and I try my best to help people. And I do this because I think that, and I've mentioned this like in a, in that post as well, like what we tell people in haram relationships is like, oh, one, you know, repent. And if you get married, get married. And if you can't, then separate and block each other forever. And that is the advice that you are supposed to give. That is what you're supposed to do. Get married if you can, if you can't, then separate and, you know, block each other and move on. But for some people, what they really need is that help afterwards, that help after they leave, because it's it's hard to make someone leave a haram relationship, but it's even more harder to make sure they don't prevent and fall back in it, which is what I try my best to focus on. And if there's anything that I've learned in this time frame, it's that a lot of people want to leave their haram relationships, but they're not actually ready to. And I don't think anybody ever, if you love somebody, even if it's unfortunately haram, I don't think that it's easy anybody for anywhere to leave somebody you love, right? You're never ready to leave somebody you love. But this is when you just make decisions and you decide that this is not right and you leave. There, You know, for every decision in your life, you're not going to be ready. You're just going to have to kind of do it. You're going to have to figure it out on the way. And that's just how life is. And I think that when a lot of people feel like they want to go through this hardship of leaving their significant other, they want their ease to come right then. They want like their blessings and this 360 in their life and, you know, for them to become rich and get into their dream school and, you know, have all these barakah and blessings in their life like ASAP. And if they don't see that in a month or two, they start to feel discouraged and they're like, well, I left something I love. I'm sad all the time. You know, some scholars, they say it the long period that you were in sin is going to take you time to heal. You can't expect to just be like, okay, I was sinning for eight months. I was, you know, doing sin for eight months. I left it for two months. I should be okay now. Because that sin, that is something that penetrates in your body. That was something that you did, which was very, very difficult. And morally, even five, ten years from now, you might struggle to feel like you've completely forgiven yourself for it. It's a sin that we're told not to get near to for a valid reason. But the reason why I'm sharing this is because sometimes in life, and even general in other cases, you know, you might be going through a hardship where you don't feel like you are necessarily 
getting any ease or you might even know the route to your ease and i think that's something that i always like to ask myself when i'm overwhelmed and i always like to tell people when they're overwhelmed when you're overwhelmed you sometimes don't see it but the route to your ease is right there and that's something i always try to mention and i even try to think about myself when i am going through a lot of things in my life like the things that i mentioned were just a few things that i can share there's a bunch of other stuff that i can't share that i won't share right because I don't like to make it too much about actually my personal life. I like to share fun stuff now and then, but not like literal stuff about my life. But um, when you are overwhelmed, sometimes your ease is there. You just don't see it because you're so busy being overwhelmed. And for me, I realized that my ease came in actually just being patient. Healing takes time, um, whether that's from a surgery, whether that is from, you know, something that happened to you physically, whether that is even emotionally. Right. So it was a process of time. It was a process that I'm going to have to work through this while working through this, while taking care of this, while doing this. And I realized that it's just going to be time that makes it better. And one of the second things that I always told myself is that this is just a moment in a lot of years and hours of my life. This is just a small moment. And I feel like that's really important to sometimes think about. Like when you are so overwhelmed that you're just sitting there and you're about to cry. Like, I always tell myself, like, this is just a moment. This is just another moment. Just like there was a previous moment. Just like there's going to be a future moment. Just like there was another moment a while ago. Like, this is just a moment. It is just a small little phase. And it's going to go away. And I always tell myself this because sometimes we get too indulged in why is my life like this and why am I going through this and what did I do to deserve this and how can this be happening to me and I'm feeling so overwhelmed and nothing I do is going my way and I don't have time to take care of myself. It's just a moment. It's just a moment. You know, it's just a brief moment and i always tell myself that it's just a brief moment in a few days it is just a little bit of a few days it's just a few months it's just a brief moment or any time that i felt like peak overwhelmed that i just wanted to like cry i just told myself like it's just a little moment calm down because life is one of those things and i listened to this hotaba that talked about it that unfortunately but this is the nature of the dunya man was created under burden so we always have something that we are worried about that we have to do that we have to take care of there's always something, right? And so I always like to tell myself that at the moments when the burdens become too much, it is just a little moment, like any other moment, like the moments of my happiness. And this too shall pass. And like I mentioned in my first point, that one hardship can never overcome two eases, it's kind of the same concept. Sometimes your ease isn't necessarily in your situation being resolved, but in your capabilities of handling your situation. And I know that we'd all want some magical solution to get our problem solved. But to have your situation become more bearable grants you the strength and discipline that maybe a magic wand of just fixing this problem wouldn't have given you. And I feel like that's something that I can never thank Allah for. I think that the ease that you feel or those moments when life feels overwhelming and you just are capable of going on is one of the greatest signs and one of the greatest like miracles of Allah in your life man is created in burden we have so much that i i don't think that we could even carry and i always have this one friend who says this thing thing to me and i very much strongly agree with her she says this thing and this is gonna be my third tip my friend of mine she always tells me this thing she said she's been through a lot in her life as well and she always tells me that you know now that i am where i am 
I don't ever think that it was me who got myself here. I feel like Allah carried me. It just feels like Allah carried me through, you know, all these past four years. It feels like Allah just carried me here and just put me here and made it work. And that's my third thing. Like, focus on how your life is going. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed and you're like, I can't keep doing this. But somehow you still are. And you might feel like you're weak and you have no strength. But somehow you are strong. And I always feel like this is one of the greatest blessings in your life. To have this feeling that, you know, Allah is just carrying you and he's just going to take you through it. And it, it genuinely does feel like that some days. The days that are too hard for you to bear... I want you to realize that Allah is, Allah is going to carry you and He's going to take you to the finish line and everything's going to be okay. And I feel like that's a reminder that we need a lot of times. Because a lot of times it's just, ah, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? When really it's Allah that does it. And I, I always tell people this as well when I think about my own life. When I think about some of the things that were really hard for me to leave. And I think about some of the hardest things that I went through. I can attest to you that it was never me that was so strong that got me through it i can never i can never say that but what i will say is that i've always been very grateful because i have always felt like allah just carried me and took me to the next spot and so some people when they hear stuff like this they're like oh well you're so lucky what do i have to do to get that and if you want me to be honest with you the only way i i've gotten these feelings and i feel this way is because i, I just i talk to allah through everything and i don't say that again to sound self-righteous but um I talk to Allah through everything, like everything. Um, and I feel like that's something that I always recommend people from the dawn of time if you listen to my podcast. Sometimes in my life, I feel really, really out of place and I feel really, really overwhelmed, um, even if everything's okay. Like sometimes I just feel really out of place and I'll be like organizing stuff, cleaning stuff. And I'm like, why don't I? What's on my mind? And then it really all comes down to me locking my door sitting down and like writing 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 or just talking to god and i usually end up feeling a lot more aligned then because so many times we live our experiences and we think about them but we don't actually get to you know be wholly there we don't get to completely be there we're just so quick to rush and run that life just feels like everything in your life is rushing and running. And I think that what I've learned is, you know, as you grow older, there are certain responsibilities and certain things that you just can't escape, right? You just can't escape. Um, and you're going to have to deal with them. And, you know, to think that a certain amount of money or a certain amount of anything would make you come to this point where you live your life of ease with, like, no worries is crazy. And, like, I always say that's not possible. I always feel like just having that time where you disconnect from your little reality, whether that's hanging out with your friends, doing something fun, always makes the situation feel better. Because when you live too much in your problems, you forget that you're also living in your blessings. You forget that you are also living in your answered thoughts. And I sometimes, this is going to be, I think, my fourth tip, I believe. the Or I think I did number four, right? One, two, three, um, should we say five? <laughs> four point five my four my four and a half my next tip um would be one of the things that i think a lot about is when you live life really overwhelmed and even in general feel like you've spent years of your life overwhelmed and everything is just go 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 and you don't feel like you have a sense of you one of the things i like to think a lot about is like if little me saw me what would she think and I feel like if little me saw me, she'd kind of scream. I think she'd think I'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I think she'd think I'm a little cool. Because 
I think about everything that I wanted to be when I was little, what type of woman I wanted to be, what type of things I wanted to do, what type of way I wanted to dress, what type of, you know, lifestyle I wanted to live. Just I think about everything, what type of friends I wanted to have when I was little. And I feel like now that I look at myself and I think about it, I'm like, I'm living out my childhood dreams, which is a blessing. I know it is. But a lot of people think, well, I'm not. I don't have that. I'm not that fortunate. I want you to genuinely think about it. I think that anybody could say that their younger child would probably feel their younger child self would probably feel really really shocked to see who they are now and i think that's a good thing in most cases i think that if you are you know responsible you're taking care of yourself taking care of your family you're doing the things that you love you're confident you're happy like you're just doing those little things and even just your day-to-day life like have you ever thought about how much a little you was so excited to like start driving or like go to school alone or like learn how to cook something on their own and I think about those little little things because they seem so minuscule they seem so small but our biggest blessings are in those small things or like I think about little me who just wanted to get into the habit of praying alone I remember when I first started learning how to pray I prayed with my sister because she was older than me so my sister learned and then she and obviously my parents taught me but I used to pray with my sister And one of the things I just thought about was imagine when I'm old enough to just pray on my own. And I know how to do this just on my own. And then I do now. And it's like these little things that, you know, people feel like you have to be this immense amount of, you know, materialistically rich and well off and this and that to feel proud of who you are. I think it comes in the very little things like, you know, you knowing how to pray alone or like I sometimes think like, you know, when you're little and you're just like, oh, my God, like the day I learned how to drive, like that's it. And then like you do it every day and you don't ever feel like kind of like, wow, like, look, I'm doing whatever I thought I would do when I was little. And of course, every single day, even outside of that, you're living in your answer doors and Whenever people say things like this, the first thing that comes in your mind is a dua that didn't get answered. It's, yeah, I am living in my un- in my duas, but yeah, there's this one that's unanswered. And then your mind just sticks on to the unanswered dua. And I feel like another thing that I've learned in this time of, you know, feeling a little bit overwhelmed, I'm going to call this number six, okay? We jump from 4.5 to six, whatever. Because I don't know if I did five yet, but number six to start solid base because we're not going to go by point fives. Um... One of the things that I also really, really learned is that a lot of times when you're feeling overwhelmed, even if you think that might, even if you don't have anything going on in your life, like you're just feeling overwhelmed inside and in your head and everything that's going on, and it could be because your dua didn't get answered. Sometimes you feel really, really sad that things didn't go your way. Sometimes one of the big things I always remind myself is that my unanswered dua is actually answered. I just don't like to look at the answer. And I think that a lot of times when you have a hard time looking at the answer, you like to sit in your mind that, oh, my dua went unanswered. God didn't hear me. When is he going to answer me? So many times God did answer you. So many times God did show you. It was just, were you willing to see it, right? I've had circumstances in my life for months and 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 months and, months and years even in some cases where I begged God to show me a sign. I begged for guidance. Like I begged for me to understand if I should do what I should do, if I should pursue something, what I should do to get ready, to if I'm going to, you know, do something as such, how I can prepare myself, what I could do. Is this right for me? Is this not right for me? Should I go with this? Should I not? Like, I begged for months. 
of my life for some things and i don't think any no one will know how strongly of course only allah knows that um you know the hajjad and all is the hard and all like i've done a lot for a lot of different things in my life for guidance to understand where to go next and i feel like now that i'm out of those situations or i took time to really think about those situations i realized that god answered me every time i just never wanted to look at it when we ask allah for something we just want our answer not the answer that is right and we say allah just make this good but a lot of times there is no good or this is not for you right now and then you end up learning like the wisdom behind it i think about a lot of the things also that i chased when i was really really young and I was like, God, thank God you didn't let that happen to me. <laughs> thank God you made this thing go away. Thank God I lost that opportunity. Thank God, like, I think about some of those things now that I'm older. And I think about how, you know, you might be feeling the sadness that something has left your life. Allah took something out of your life that's causing you sadness just for a small period of your life. Because he knew that maybe if you got that thing, you would have been unhappy for the rest of your life. Some closed doors really are you know a form of allah's love and his mercy and you know how people say rejections or redirections that's exactly that these obstacles that you might face sometimes in your life they're a shield of his protection for you you might under, you might not understand why allah is not moving this obstacle why you know someone's heart is not moving why people are not changing what's going on but perhaps that is allah's shield for you the harm the you know the pain everything that you've endured the calamities, lifelong depression, misguidance, all of these things maybe in some form could be what helps you. And I know that people hear this lecture a lot and they don't like to hear that, but I, I don't think anyone in this entire world will ever be able to know how strongly I've begged for guidance on some stuff. And I'm a firm believer that when you ask Allah for guidance, some, for guidance for something, you will always, inshallah, find your answer. And so... I have always found my answer, alhamdulillah. I just don't think that it was an answer that I always necessarily had in mind. But then I feel like I remind myself that there's no reason to feel overwhelmed about what Allah has answered because I remember, and I always think about this, that Allah is the only one that has been able to love me through everything. I've never had anyone that could love me unconditionally, as wholly, as completely, as just you know forgiving as Allah is. I think about this so much, how you Allah has given you a body, and, you know, so many things to be grateful for. And we use the same body, these same things to go against him. But Allah has never said no to us. He's never said, no, I'm not going to accept your repentance. Allah, even at the moments, unfortunately, when we take advantage of his mercy, we take advantage of how kind Allah is. And we think, well, he's just going to forgive us. So I should just do this. Even then, when we turn back to Allah sincerely, he accepts it. And I think about how so many times in our life, the first, you know, I don't want to say person, but the first kind of area what we always avoid is God. That's like the first place where we always avoid. We always avoid going to God. We always turn away from God. We always just turn away from God first. But God never turns away from us. And so when I think about how deeply God loves me, and I think about how, and God loves, you know, all of us like this. When you think about how deeply God loves us to be so kind to us, to prevent us from chasing things that we think will make us the happiest, it makes me understand that the one that is loyal to you the one that has always been there for you the one that has always loved you you would always trust that person right if you have someone in your life that's always been loyal that's never left you that's never left your side that's always taking care of you like you would trust them you would trust them with your whole life so what about god and i feel like that's something i always think a lot about god has seen value in creating you when you were just a baby 
Other people see value in you when you have, you know, things that they want, characteristics that they want. You look the way that they want. Like other people love you from a different end, right? But God loves you so wholly that when he made you the way that you were and he saw you in the years of your sinning and even Jahiliya at some points and he's seen you in those times of your life, he still said and thought that, you know, this person has value and that I'm going to guide them back. And I think about that a lot. And I feel like that's important to remember when you're feeling overwhelmed over your life circumstances about what didn't happen, what should have happened, how things could have, you know, worked out. Because God's not done yet. And that's something I always like to tell myself. God's not done yet. He's not through with everything yet. There's a lot of more things that God has waiting for you. And you need to learn to let God do those things for you. When you feel too overwhelmed, you live in this bubble of, I'm overwhelmed and look at what's going on or how did things not go my way or if only things went my way. And you know, it's just always about my way, my way, my way. But when you think about what Islam is, it's all about submitting to what Allah wants for you. And when you learn to submit to what Allah wants for you, it feels like sometimes, even when that decree is hard, it feels like Allah just picks you up and just carries you and takes you to where you need to be. He picks you up and, you know, just helps you get to where you need to be. And I think that that is something that is greater than any ease in your life. And I think that once you get to that point, I think once you experience that, or if you have experienced that in your life, you can agree with me on that. There is no greater blessing than feeling and seeing Allah's mercy envelope you in your life and, you know, His mercy just encompassing everything and taking care of you when you can't take care of yourself. There's no better feeling than feeling like, you know, Allah's carrying me and taking me through everything. There's no better feeling than knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has seen something in me and He was so kind to me that He didn't let me go astray. Like, there is just something so beautiful in the ease that you feel sometimes in a hardship that you probably would have never been able to experience your entire life without it. You know, you hate these moments that you're overwhelmed. You hate these moments that you are feeling overstimulated or whatever in the third. But, you know, when you actually sit down and try to ground yourself and you be grateful for things, I feel like, you know, gratitude obstacles outside of just, you know, your physical life and your objects and your house and your home and your family. But that feeling, that feeling of like God is here and he's taking me and this is just a moment and he's going to carry me to the next part of whatever is going to happen in my life. That is a feeling that I think every single person in this world will and should, inshallah, feel. And if you feel like you've never felt it, I want you to sit down and actually reflect. Because a lot of times we have, we just don't pay attention to it. Have you ever thought about some of the hardest times in your life and how you got through it and you were like, there's nothing in it that I did. It was just Allah carrying me. Like, there's those moments that we all have. But when you see how Allah carries you, it, it changes everything. Everything becomes so much more bearable. And I think that's really what I've learned when I'm feeling really overwhelmed. And of course, to be very, very grateful in this time as well, which is obviously another tip, to be very grateful to Allah. Not just for the physical things, but for the fact that, you know, even if things are falling apart in your dunya, it's okay. But as long as they don't fall apart with Allah, you know, it's all fine. It's all fine. But if they fall apart with Allah, then we have a problem. And as long as you don't have that big problem in your life, no problem is unsolvable. No problem is too big. Allah will take care of it. And most times when you're feeling overwhelmed, all Allah wants from you is to just place your trust in Him, to just let it be and let Him do what He needs to do. I once saw this video that said that if you want to catch the bus, you need to 
pray you catch the bus. You need to run to catch the bus. And if you miss it, then okay, that's not your bus. But if you didn't pray about it, that could have been your bus. And if you didn't run, that could have been your bus. But when you do both, you understand that if you still missed it, it just wasn't yours. Now, we're not talking about a bus for real. We're talking about life in general. There's some opportunities, some people, you know, you try your best to make everything work and you pray about it. And if it still doesn't work, then that's just not it. And I feel like even when you're overwhelmed, that's something to remember that some situations might be harming you and you've probably done everything that you could have and there's some situations that you're just going to have to walk through. But you're not going to walk through them alone. You're going to walk through them with Allah. And I think that there's a lot of comfort in knowing that. So always remember that there's not one hardship that won't, you know, that will overpower any two eases. Allah's ease is an ease that will make us all satisfied. Sometimes you go through things and you think there's no way I'll be satisfied. There's no way... Allah's ease will make you so satisfied. It will. And it's going to come. If you feel like you haven't found it, it's not in your life yet, it's going to come. And maybe your ease lies in you just trying to find Him through it. If you click this episode and you're like, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. And inshallah, if this, you know, hopefully helped you in some way, which is obviously all of Allah's help. But, you know, just you being out here on social media or in general or talking to your friends, trying to find a way to relieve the way that you feel so overwhelmed and obtain Allah's love with you, maybe that within itself is going to be your greatest ease. The fact that you are finding Him, the fact that you are constantly in the search for Him. Being in the search for Allah brings you the greatest things in your life. Chasing Allah will bring you the most happiness. There is nothing in this world that can ever compare to those things. There's ease and there's beauty and there's happiness in the fact that you are here and you're not somewhere else doing something haram. That you are here dealing with what you have to go through and you're not running to some haram source to make it better. There's ease that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has protected your deen in that way. You just have to look for it. Anyway, that was a dark episode. Why we get so sad? I was just kind of sharing my thoughts. <laughs> that was kind of a random ramble though. I was kind of just sharing my thoughts and seeing where it would take me. I hope my tips kind of made sense. Because a lot of the normal tips is obviously, you know, organize your life and schedule and get a planner and write down everything that's making you feel overwhelmed. And, you know, just tackle it one by one. I mean, yeah, you guys already know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you already know that. And when you're going through something that's so overwhelming, you need something to calm the heart, which is what I'm trying to provide. <laughs> so I hope you guys like this episode. Have a great rest of your day. Take care of yourself. Asalaamu Alaikum.